When I hit my rock bottom and I cried every night, and it was just miserable because I couldn't help my child with medication. We started to look at natural healing. We found dietary changes really helped him. We found some homeopathy really helped him. Immune balance versus a supplement. We tried all kinds of other diets too. And in the end, we saw that the answer for us was in natural care and there were a lot of good solutions out there. Welcome to the Healthy Skin Show with Jennifer Fugo, where we're flipping everything you've been told about your chronic skin issues upside down and connecting you with alternative solutions your dermatologist never told you about. Welcome back to episode number 64 of the Healthy Skin Show. Today, we are going to dive into the tips that you can use when you're going through a flare. But first, I wanted to answer a listener's question. This question was written in from one of our listeners named Carrie. Carrie asks, can't remember where I read this, but I'm wondering if I have issues with heavy metals. I think some website may have mentioned this and I've got mercury fillings. Plus, I think there is heavy metal contamination with my tap water. What is the best test to find out how much heavy metals I have in my body? Carrie, thank you so much for writing in with this question. The first thing I want to say is that for those of you who don't know what heavy metals are, you want to think of them as like arsenic, mercury, cadmium, that kind of stuff. It's not minerals like magnesium or calcium. When it comes to figuring out how much of a heavy metal burden your body has, it's important to understand a little bit about what heavy metals are, how we come in contact with them, and what happens to them when your body is exposed to them. We are constantly exposed to heavy metals through our water, the air, pollution, food. These heavy metals are all around us. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have a toxic burden just because they are in our environment. If heavy metals are absorbed, your body immediately sequesters them into tissue, so bones and deeper tissue. They don't normally hang out in the blood. And this is really important because oftentimes you will ask your doctor to get tested for heavy metals and they'll test your blood. And those levels may come back just fine. The thing about the blood levels is it shows immediate exposure, probably within about the last 24 to 48 hours. But beyond that, if the levels are low and you've had a long-term exposure in the past, those blood levels aren't the most accurate. The most accurate way to find out what your body burden of heavy metals is to do a chelation test that involves urinating out the heavy metals. In order to do this, you have to take a chelating agent that will then pull the heavy metals from the deep tissue where they are stored, and you will pee them out. The test then measures the level of those heavy metals in the urine. And that, my friends, is the most effective way to find out what your body burden actually is when it comes to heavy metals. Here's the thing. You can't do this on your own. You shouldn't do this on your own. In fact, you shouldn't do this without the help of a doctor. A doctor should also check your kidney function first before you take any chelating agents to make sure that there isn't a reason why you shouldn't do this test. It can be tempting to buy some of these online tests like hair mineral analysis 
and other things. But you have to remember your hair is constantly exposed to fumes, to the air. It is a contaminated source. And unfortunately, the levels that you're going to get from hair mineral analysis are not going to be accurate. As I said, the most accurate is a urine chelation test. I'm often asked if I can help a client with finding out what their full body heavy metal burden is. And my response to them is, hey, that's actually outside of my scope of practice as a clinical nutritionist. You need to speak with a doctor about that. So make sure that if you're interested in doing that, that you actually work with a doctor in order to safely know what your levels are and then how to get them out. I hope that that's helpful for those of you who have often wondered whether you have an issue with heavy metals. There's a lot of information you can read online about mercury amalgams and even contaminated tap water is a major problem for many communities across the United States. It's one of the reasons that I highly recommend that clients use a really, really good water filter, not just the type that you buy at Target or some local store that is plastic and goes in and out of the fridge. I use a very specific water filtration system that actually sits on top of my countertop and it doesn't rely on electricity. So you can pour any water in the top. It drains through thanks to gravity and the water is filtered and it actually tastes so much better. It takes out the chlorine. It takes out the fluorine. It takes out a lot of toxicity from heavy metals and all sorts of contaminants that oftentimes found in the water. That way, we minimize our exposure to that and are drinking at least the cleanest water we possibly can. If you've been looking for a device for your home, I'm happy to share what I use. I'll leave a link to that in our show notes for today's episode. As always, if you want to submit a question, feel free to head on over to HealthySkinShow.com, scroll down beneath the black podcast player and leave us a voicemail. If you're not interested in doing that, you can certainly respond to any one of my emails or submit it through our contact form and we'll include it with a future show. Okay, I think now's a good time to transition over to our interview for today's episode. My guest is Jennifer Roberger. She's the founder of The Eczema Company and the award-winning blog, It's an Itchy Little World. Propelled to find a solution for her son's struggles with eczema, Jennifer has established herself as the go-to resource on holistic healing methods for eczema. After years researching the best products for eczema, she created Yoro Naturals, products for sensitive skin, including the best-selling Manuka Skin Soothing Cream, and now the highly anticipated new line of clothing for eczema, Remedy Wear, with soothing zinc. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Healthy Skin Show. Today, we have a very special guest with us, someone who has dealt very personally with the struggles of eczema. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm, you know, I'm glad. This is a real treat because I think it's great. The more we get to tell our stories that it is possible to overcome skin issues I consider to be hell to live through. Now, that was for me. But you were looking at your son, who I don't have children, but I could imagine the pain and the frustration and the anxiety and just how generally upset you must have felt as a parent sure. being like, I want to help him. He's he's suffering. So would you mind um, sharing some of that journey with the listeners so that they can you know, get a sense of like, how bad was it for your son? 
Oh, it was horrific. He was head to toe covered by the time he was three years old. So it was very difficult. Yeah. And you feel really helpless as a parent, really helpless. Um, you kind of feel like you're grabbing at straws and trying all these different things and everyone has suggestions for you. And, you know, uh, in our case, we tried physicians and then um, more natural approaches. And it's just you spend a lot of money. You spend a lot of time. There's a lot of sleepless nights. Um, yeah, I, it was definitely tough. I at one point hit rock bottom and um, that's kind of when I hit my rock bottom that things started to look around for us, you know, look turn around for us. So it was really uh it was difficult. It was difficult, but we finally got there. But um, my son, he started uh, pretty much from birth. He had the rough skin. He didn't. He was my first child, and I expected to have the baby soft skin that everybody talks about. And he never really had that, and I didn't think that much of it. Um, and three months in, he started to develop more scaly patches, and he had the you know baby acne, and he had full-on cradle crab. He had all the skin stuff going on. And um, eczema wasn't too bad, but we was worried first time parents. We asked the pediatrician and they diagnosed him with eczema. And so we were sent home with some steroid cream and we used it at first. And then uh, he just he got it here and there. And, and so we didn't worry too much about it. Um, and we found some some creams that we were trying. Nothing really natural at the time. And, uh, you know, helped a little bit. But over the years, things got worse. Um, by the time he was three years old, he was head to toe covered in eczema and he looked like he had third degree burns. And like I said, we just felt so hopeless and didn't really know what to do because we kept going to see the, the um, pediatric, pediatric dermatologist at the children's hospital and they keep prescribing or they kept prescribing stronger steroids each time we went. And, you know, at three, that's, uh, it's tough. You know, I, I, I started to, the alarm bells started to go off in my head and I, didn't think that seemed right. And I, I, you know, I knew in general at that time that steroids weren't specifically healthy, obviously, um, orally, topically. Um, but, you know, we didn't really know what to do. And you're, you're told by your doctor that that's the only thing that's going to work. In fact, I remember specifically asking my doctor because I was starting to do some research around that time. I was starting to lose hope, you know. And I asked the doctor if they thought my son might be possibly there could be some food uh, triggers, you know, or I don't remember that. I didn't know about necessarily triggers at the time, but I asked if food could be related to my son's eczema. And they said, absolutely not. There's absolutely no, uh, I can look at your son's skin. I remember they said this exact thing. Uh, I could look at your son's skin and tell you his is not a food reaction. Like it has nothing to do with food. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what about my son's specific skin makes him know that it's not a food reaction. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was very bizarre. Uh, and later, after we did remove food and, and saw results, I went back and said, told the doctor, we went for a follow-up. And I said, yeah, I mean, pretty much what we did was to eliminate certain foods. And, you know, his skin's great now. Look at him. And they're like, oh, well, coincidence. They blew it off as a coincidence. And this is a world renowned, like a very, uh, very well-known children's hospital. Yeah. So it was really tough. And now, you know, science is changing and they're starting to have studies that are that are linking for sure food to eczema. And um, so it's good to see that now. But back then, <laughs> yeah, that was seven years ago. And that's yeah. the frustrating part is that 
at least even now, because as I see clients, one very frustrating thing is they will go to the dermatologist and they're prescribed increasingly strong steroids. They're not getting better. They're noticing this thinning of the skin, cracking of the skin, just like whitening of the skin. Whitening, and they're just not feeling well. It almost makes it worse. They become dependent on this medication. For some people, it kind of works or doesn't work all the time. And the dermatologists don't seem to be looking at a lot of the research that's coming out, which is equally frustrating. And so some of that is not even trickling down yet to the practices. And, um, and that's one reason why I'm so passionate about doing this. And like, we have researchers on this show that are, that are releasing studies. I'm like, I don't care if they don't, nobody knows who they are. I want them to come talk about whatever they found, because now we can't say that nobody knows about it. We can all know about mm-hmm. it and help having more educated conversation. So in doing this, um, I'm curious at any point, and this is just me asking a question just to ask. Did, did your dermatologist ever run any labs on your son, aside from maybe a biopsy? No, not even a biopsy. It was all very visual. Yeah, wow. all visual. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny doing what I've been doing for, for, you know, I guess seven or eight years now. I have spoken to a lot of doctors and it's really sad because there's no common, um, I guess, educational tool now for um physicians. So like they all, or anyone related, anyone trying to prescribe or um, diagnose for eczema. So like what happens is people will go and see their pediatrician or their primary care physician, and they're going to say like one thing. And half the time they're prescribing steroids, but they're not following the the um, indications and the directions because what what's happening now is a lot of people are becoming addicted to steroids. This is becoming more popular. I'm sure you've, you're aware um, because they're being misused. And Sure. Sometimes I think uh, maybe maybe the patient is misusing them, but majority of the case, they're not told the correct way to use it. And there's no general standard on educating the physician on how long to give those steroids and um, at what doses and all that. So it's really kind of scary um, at, a, at a lower like at the dermatology level. Yes, they're more educated on that. But the at the general physician uh, level, a lot of them don't know. And so they're prescribing them incorrectly. And people are just, instead of taking like the two week breaks that they're required to do, they'll just take it forever. <laughs> and they just, there's like no stopping. It gets worse and worse and they're oh, it's awful. They become very dependent. I have to admit, as you say that right now, I was never told to take any two week breaks. They just said use a steroid. Yeah. <laughs> you need and the National, <laughs> National Eczema Association is trying to make, um, to promote the awareness on that because yeah, there's a lot of misuse and it's, yeah, there's a trend towards people uh, having this topical steroid addiction and withdrawal, and part of it is because of the misuse of the steroids. So it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. Mm. It is. It definitely is. Well, I wanted to ask you a couple of things because having a child can be tricky enough because children are children, and even as adults, like you know, I would wake up in the middle of the night, and sometimes I had actually like ripped kind of my skin open, scratching, not knowing what I was doing because I was asleep. And it's hard sometimes to stop itching. So you had mentioned to me this concept of like wet wrapping as a way to help like dry wrapping versus wet wrapping. So can you talk a little bit about what those are and what your experience has been using them? Yeah. So dry wrapping is probably the easiest solution. Um, and either dry wrapping or wet wrapping, you can do with your own clothing. Um, but there are special garments that you can buy to make it easier and more effective. 
So for dry wrapping, it's essentially you just apply. You can either take a shower before slightly, uh, you know, uh, dry your skin and put a layer of cream and then a layer of clothing right over kind of to lock in a little bit of the moisture. Um, that works really well, especially for hand and foot eczema. So if you put on some good moisturizer and put on some gloves overnight, it's amazing. It really works well, especially for good cream. And then for feet as well with socks. Um, and then you could do the same during the day uh, with socks. It's easier than gloves, obviously. Um, so that can work really well. You can do it on the re- other parts of your body. Uh, it's really nice. But the wet wrapping kind of takes it a step farther. And with wet wrapping, it's really best to speak with a physician before you try it because it is a bit of a, a medical treatment, I suppose. Um, you could do it with natural products, which is what we do. But it's best because you can, uh, if you have a risk of infection or open wounds, you uh, have to proceed with caution. And definitely with wet wrapping, you would never never use a steroid cream with it, which I don't promote anyway. But be very careful um, because it will amplify the effects of whatever you put on your skin. So especially with medication, it can be um, dangerous if you're not being seen by a physician for sure. So with wet wrapping, you take a bath for about 20 minutes. Then you uh, lightly pat dry your skin. You put on a layer of cream and then you take a layer of damp clothing. So clothing you put in um, warm water and then wrung out really well. uh, So it's moist, but not dripping wet. And then you put it on the skin and then you then you wear a dry layer on top of it. And you sit for at least two hours this way. Some people wear it overnight and that can work really well. But you don't want the key is you don't want the wet wraps to dry out before you're able to take them off and put on another layer of cream. If you do that, it can kind of have the opposite effect. So it's not good. Um, and if you do it overnight, what people do is they'll keep a spray bottle by their bed and kind of like spray. Like if it's their child, they'll, they'll go in in the night and just spray the wraps to make sure they stay damp. For me personally, my son, it was too hard overnight. He couldn't fall asleep with the wet wraps and we had a hard time. We live up north and in the winter, it's very dry. And so the wraps would dry out. It just was impossible to keep them wet. So we did just two hours and we would pop in a movie as a a distraction because it was desperate times. So he would watch a movie, I'd wrap him up and then he'd watch it. And then at the end of the movie, we'd take it off. And that worked really well for us. It's just an it's a really good way to boost the moisturization of the skin. Like it traps in the moisture and, and it keeps it uh, longer. It helps to relieve the itching. It's a really, really good tool for immediate relief when you're kind of at your wit's end and you just need a break. You know, it's not the long-term answer. And were you using them in conjunction with things like oatmeal baths or baking? So I, I think on your site, I saw something about baking soda. As mm-hmm. the, yeah, as baking bath. soda baths, apple cider vinegar baths, they're all really good alternatives to the bleach baths that a lot of the physicians recommend, which is, you know, pretty toxic. So, yes, you could do it in conjunction with that. Generally, you don't really need to. I find that when you're wet wrapping, there's really not much else you need. Some people like to put oil in the bath, but uh, it's not really necessary. I think the apple cider vinegar baths and the baking soda baths and the magnesium, the salt baths, Epsom salt baths, those are kind of good in other times. I don't think you necessarily need to do them together. So we didn't do that. You don't, you don't really need to. But wet wraps work really, really well. Um, like I said, desperate times and you need a little break. Just keep in mind it's not a long-term thing. And it's better not to do it for more than a week at a time because, again, it can reverse the effects. and Your skin will kind of develop a dependency on it. So you want to take a break. And so with that, you then launched into this whole world of developing cream, salves, essentially, to put on the skin to help it feel calmer, relax, what have you. So how did you get into that? Like, was it, it was it this interest in that natural healing and health that drove you to look for these alternatives? Sure. Yeah. So 
To back up, when I was treated, when my son was, uh, we were kind of, I hit my rock bottom and I cried every night and it was just miserable because I couldn't help my child with medication. We started to look at natural um, healing. We found dietary changes really helped him. We found some homeopathy really helped him. Immune balancer supplements. We tried all kinds of other diets too. And in the end, we saw that, yes, the answer for us was in natural care and there were a lot of good solutions out there. And so I'd spent a fortune, basically, a small fortune on products. And I had I spent so much time and I researched and I bought from companies all over the world. Sometimes they didn't even speak English on the website and I had to call and like get things translated. I, I'm telling you, I bought like almost everything, especially as we went into natural products. I had to go pretty far to find things. And um, in the end, I had a closet full of things that didn't work. I had a handful of things that did work. And I knew that I wanted to make it easier for parents because when you're dealing with this, that's the last thing. I mean, you just, you, you feel helpless and you just are looking for answers. And I didn't want everybody to have to spend fortunes like I did on, on product. And so I started the eczema company with um, carefully curated, natural, very safe products that I knew that worked for, for my son. And then I started reaching out and finding more products that worked really well for other people. And so I wanted to create this place where you could come in and sure, we, we know that one product, first of all, skincare is not the long-term answer. We know that it's healing from within, but you need relief sometimes and you just, you need it now. And it's something, it's a bit of a band-aid approach, but it can really work wonders in the short term. And I wanted to be able to provide options. And so since we know that not one cream, there's not one miracle cream out there, right? Like you'll see people talking about, oh, this miracle product and this and that and People have called some of our products miracles, but it was a miracle for that person. But it doesn't mean it's going to be a miracle for the next person. So I wish there was. I wish there was a solution that worked for everybody. We would all be out of jobs, but like it would be great, right? Nobody would be suffering. (laughs) Ah, I wish one day. Um, Anyway, so because of that, we've we've curated this collection of products that we know work really well for different people. So the idea was when you come to the eczema company, you can try a few different things. And we hope that out of those things you try that are really natural, really safe for babies to adults, you're going to find something that works for you, at least for now, while you're healing your gut, while you're eliminating dietary uh, triggers and all of that. So that's, that's the answer. That's what we're trying to do. So from the eczema company, I, I have, I found things that there were kind of some I guess some places where the product didn't exist exactly how I wanted, or I had some new ideas because I I knew what people were looking for and they just couldn't find. So then it led to Yoro Naturals, which is now my brand of skincare. One cream, we're building on it. (laughs) Another Something else we're hoping to come out this year. And then clothing and remedy wear. And uh, that's kind of where we are now. And it's really exciting because we're filling kind of this like this void um, that I know exists and we're trying to help more people. So it's really exciting. And so, yeah, there's our Manuka cream, which is like every single member of my family and all my friends have creams at home. And my husband has jars at work and we use it for like everything. We, it's really good of it. And then the, the, the remedy wear clothing that you talked about before it's um, we use that for dry wrapping um, because you don't need to dampen it. So it's really nice when you apply a layer of cream and you put the remedy wear over it and wear it overnight or during the day and it has zinc, uh, zinc embedded at the uh, fiber level, so it doesn't wash out easily and uh, works really well. It's really nice. We've got like babies to adults products and um, tops, bottoms, hats, gloves. Yeah, and, and I will also share, too, the reason that the zinc is so critical is that zinc is involved at the layer of DNA, it, like 
a very subtle layer of the body for, and the DNA synthesis. It's required at that point to re help regenerate healthy skin or actually anything in the body. Zinc is a really critical mineral um, and it's not uncommon to see people who have different deficiencies when their body's really been struggling. And I know when I've run um, labs or recommended labs with clients, one thing I'll look for is the magnesium level, zinc for sure. And typically both of those come up insufficient in some respect. Oftentimes it has to do with diet, what they were eating currently. So your diet does matter. And we've, we've touched on that very briefly, but, um, the other issue is if your gut, as you were saying, if you've got a state of leaky gut, put that in air quotes, um, you may not be absorbing the nutrition from your food, especially if you're not breaking it down. If you don't have enough stomach acid, it's very difficult for your body to pull those critical minerals and vitamins and other nutrients into the body. So um, it's nice in that the zinc on the surface can really help it's interesting. You, it is inside out and outside in. And I love, I honestly think as soon as I saw that, I was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> so I'm so glad that we can add that. And, and we'll definitely put links to all of this stuff in the show notes, because I think for people who are like you said, there is no like really, generally speaking, a miracle cream. <laughs> there's we not. Wish. there's other work we wish but this did not you have to do other work because a lot of times like for me and with a lot of my clients i found that the skin issue sometimes is connected to a lot of other issues that underlie it and we're not looking because we're only looking at the skin and we don't see oh the thyroid's off oh the gut's a mess uh, you know you're we're not digesting things properly our hormones are out of balance like all these different things but i love the fact that you're allowing people this pathway to for support in the process of getting back to that better place um, and I think that's so powerful and I'm glad that we connected so that we could we can get people to this type of solution who are really looking for it Yay. that is exciting <laughs> to me that's what we're trying to do we're definitely we're trying to do just like you said offer support you know and and while they're healing while they're healing internally which takes a good bit of time and patience and it's hard it's not easy and so, yeah, we're just trying to help provide some relief in the interim, really. Well, Jennifer, I want to, A, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I hope sometime I can have you come back. I, I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you know, 20 minutes isn't quite enough. But um, the other <laughs> thing is you're, you've been wonderfully generous in offering the listeners a 15% off discount at the eczema company. And um, they can use a coupon, the number four natural skin. I'll put all the details and the links and everything in our show notes for this episode. But I want to thank you so much for your generosity, for your, of your time, of making these products accessible, being I want to say courageous and brave enough to follow through because it is hard to be in business. And the fact that you like really <laughs> had this vision to help people and you're offering them something that can help make them more comfortable on their journey is amazing. And I just love your willingness to share. Thank you. That's so kind. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. And um, I'm happy to be uh, part of this. Well, I hope you guys loved that interview. And of course, I'll put all of the links for Jennifer's websites in our show notes. And you can find them over at skinterrupt.com forward slash 064. If you've got any questions, comments, or even an experience to share, head on over to the post for this episode 
and leave us a message there. That way we can respond and continue the conversation. As always, make sure to share this episode with someone you know. Doesn't even have to be via email. You could share it in a Facebook group as well. A lot of people could use this help. And as I always say, sharing is caring. Now, if you guys haven't done so yet, rate and review this podcast on your podcast platform of choice and make sure to subscribe. That way, as soon as a new episode is released, it's on your iPad or your phone or wherever you tune in. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.